What's up, everyone? This is Hannah with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. I am a physical therapist here in Charleston, and I am the new host of this podcast. This podcast is meant to give you the correct health and fitness information, along with spreading awareness of all of the different health and fitness professionals here in Charleston. I love being able to use this podcast as a way to meet all of those around me that are trying to make the world a better place. And my mission as a PT is to educate people and to empower them to take ownership and control of their health. This is season three of the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Healthy Charleston. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Healthy Charleston podcast. Today I am meeting with Selena and Paige from Girls on the Run. I'm super excited to hear about everything involved. So welcome you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming. Thanks for joining me. So tell me a little bit, whether it's Selena or Paige, about what Girls on the Run is all about. So when we talk about Girls on the Run, we talk about two different programs that we have that we offer. Um, Our Girls on the Run program is our third through fifth grade program. And then we also have Heart and Soul, which is more for our middle school group. That is sixth um, through eighth grade, um, depending on how middle school or junior schools, you know, are um, set up. So um, here in um, Charleston, we have um, served 675 girls over the past five years. And um, both of those programs have been through Girls on the Run, the traditional program, and also our Heart and Soul program, too. Okay. And so what exactly do you do in these two programs? Okay. So our third through fifth grade program um, really faces a lot of the stuff that girls are going through at that time. Um, And the reason that we have two separate programs is, you know, girls and middle school are going to be challenged and faced with a lot of other different things than girls in elementary school um, are are faced with. And actually um, coming out here soon will also be, um, like grown girls on the run. So even for individuals like us, it's going to be, you know, um, so many of our coaches and so many of our parents say, gosh, I wish we had girls on the run, you know, and the biggest thing is we just really want to empower our girls. And, you know, we see self-confidence increase through our program. Um, You know, it's just really about as girls lifting each other up and not getting into bullying and the social media components that girls have to face today. Yeah. How long has Girls on the Run been around? So next year we will be um, internationally celebrating our 25, um, 25th anniversary. So wow. I've got my one million shirt on, but this shirt's actually five years old. I wore it because this is one of my first presents when I joined the Girls on the Run um, Charleston board. Um, and so next year will be our 25th year through Girls on the Run International, but our chapter here. Um, is celebrating our fifth year. And that's why our virtual 5K is really going to be a huge celebration for us this year because that's kind of our five-year party for our anniversary. Oh, that's so exciting. So what are your ladies' roles with Girls on the Run? Um, so I am the um, board director for Girls on the Run. And um, I think what attracted me to the organization just several years ago, before it even came to Charleston, is just that, just what Paige said is, I wish I would have had a program like this when I was, when I was younger. Um, and it, and it, is so uplifting. Um, and you know, girls, girls can be mean, girls can be hard on each other so mean. and <laughs> so mean. And so this is a really good way to give them such good tools for their entire life. Um, and we get to go into the schools and, um, pre COVID, we get to go into the mm. schools and, and do some of those things and teach them these things. And I actually ran the New York city marathon and, and was introduced, um, at the expo to girls on the run and thought about bringing it here to Charleston. Um, but just, you know, starting a nonprofit's a little bit of a arduous task. And so, um, I joined Athleta five years ago and, um, 
when I joined Athleta, Athleta was actually a national partner with Girls on the Run. And so super, I was super excited that um, it was kind of already um, started here and we started a relationship um, with Girls on the Run here. And here I am now, um, five years later on the board and, and so happy to be part of this organization. Not just on the board, but the president. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> and that's new to this year. This is the first year's president. Yes, this is my first year as president. It is. Um, I've been uh, involved um, through Athleta and personally um, for a long time. I've been a running buddy, which is so fun. Your listeners should definitely be running buddies or um, our sparkle runners. We can tell you about that Ooh, later. But yeah. yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Awesome. Okay. And then Paige, your role? So um, I'm the council director for Girls on the Run, but I've been involved um, with Girls on the Run even before when I lived in Charlotte. So my uncle was actually the trademark attorney for Girls on the Run. So it's been a part of my life for the past 25 years. Um, When I moved here, one of my dear friends, um, Lisa, works at the home office. And I was like, why don't we have Girls on the Run in Charleston? And um, Kristen um, started it. Kristen Arlington started it here as our first council director. And um, I served as the 5K race chair for numerous years until the council director position opened. And I was like, me, me, I want to do it. So um, I'm very fortunate. And I also have a great, wonderful partner in crime, which is Reagan Woods. And um, she's our program director. So I do a lot of the outreach and overseeing of day-to-day operations and sponsorship. And I'm also the 5K race chair. And then she oversees um, the program component of working with um, our schools directly. Awesome. So pre-COVID, what did Girls on the Run look like? How much involvement? Is it an after-school thing? Are there races? What does that look like? So pre-COVID, we were a 10-week um, program, meeting two times a week. And, um, you know, when you think about Girls on the Run, it's just not about training for the 5K at the end. That's more of our celebration. You know, each lesson builds upon one another so that we're really helping to build strong and unique, wonderful girls. And so, you know, each girl, um, they're in, you know, it's between 12 to 20 girls, depending on the school. So they meet um, for about two hours after school, twice a week. And then um, we would celebrate in North Charleston at North Charleston High School um, and complete a 5K um, that in that boardwalk space. And like Selena said, you know, we had community runners. Everybody has a running buddy. So, you know, pre-COVID, our event was anywhere between, you know, 500 to 650 people. Um, and that's not even including our spectators and our um, volunteers. So we were very blessed to have, you know, tons of families come out. Um, last spring, um, you know, when COVID hit, we had to refund um, some of our parents, you know, with um, changing the program. We completely had shut down. Um, we were five weeks in, which was amazing because we did get to touch those girls and then they still had go to our home. So we didn't just like say, okay, COVID's here and we'll see you later. We had an amazing program. Um, it's called Go to Art Home. So the girls could continue on with their lessons and, and, and do it similar to how we are through Zoom. Um, and then also too, they can um, they were able to log in to our Go to Art Home website. Um, for this season, um, we're serving 45 girls. Um, Pre-COVID, we were slated to serve about 325 girls. Um, wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, and the, the amazing thing is um, if you've kind of seen we're Girls on the Run Charleston, but we're changing our name and we're in the process right now of really becoming Girls on the Run Coastal South Carolina because we're also taking over the Grand Strand region. So our corridor of space will be from Colton County all the way to Horry. So from serving three counties, we're now serving seven and so that'll really kick in into um, the spring. So we're hoping that we can have some more community sites. We do have five sites. We have one just complete virtual team, and then we have um, four sites. And two of those are in person in the schools, and then two of those are through Zoom calls, but it's still with girls within their schools. Okay. So you've completely, you know, like everybody else, had to shift. Yeah. 180. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we had to pivot a little bit, but we're still here and excited about, you know, having our, our spring, I mean, our fall 5k and our spring season too. Exactly. All that matters. And Hannah, something I want to say pre-COVID too, um, and hopefully it'll be post-COVID as well eventually that, um, 
we have coaches. So coaches that come into the schools after school, sometimes they're teachers, sometimes they're parents, um, and anybody can become a coach. We do a whole coaches training. And um, if you're just passionate about, um, about uplifting girls and empowering them and making them um, feel strong and healthy and confident, um, being a girls on the run coach is like you at the end, like there's so many tears at the end of our 5k because it's such a huge accomplishment. Um, some of these girls have never run a 5k. Some of their parents have actually never run a 5k. And so their parents are out there running and training with them as well. And so anybody can become a coach and we do all the training. It's so simple. We've got a curriculum that is easy for them to follow. Um, and so being part of the organization, um, in that way is super impactful even to your own life. I feel like you said that because you knew that I wanted to be involved. Oh, and you maybe. saying that was just great. <laughs> so, I mean, like, obviously, you know, being a girl, like, you realize this is such an issue of, you know, when you're 12 all the way up to, you know, I'm 25. I, I was in a sorority, um, and you see just a lot of really sad things. Like, you see... Mm-hmm girls crushing themselves in the gym the week before spring break so that they look a certain way. Like you see all this drama and all this bullying. And luckily for me, like I got to start, I started CrossFit in college, had a lot of really great role models, like telling me, you know, you're strong, you need to eat enough. You need to do things that allow you to feel good, not just look a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I was very fortunate in that. And that it allowed me to kind of have the heart for those girls that, that do have, eating disorders and these body image issues because we all like we're all on a spectrum right and we all kind of struggle and instead of putting each other down like I love the idea of being able to like empower each other lift each other up like the the girl power involvement like it just gets me going and so that sounds really great like I would love to be a part of that hopefully I get the chance post-covid if that's ever a thing you could even be a coach next season too. It doesn't have to be after COVID. Okay. All right. Is it virtual, right? Like virtual um, coaching? Yeah. And um, even some of our coaches now that are within the program, I mean, with Girls on the Run International, we're so blessed because when everything hit, we've done a full, like a pivot. I mean, we really did pivot. And, um, and so, you know, even some of our schools, we're following the guidelines, girls have to wear their masks. It's been amazing to see how, you know, just really outlining using sidewalk chalk to get them their six feet apart, you know, um, making it so that we kind of do waves, you know, as you think about a triathlon or, you know, a core, you know, um, a larger race, um, you know, so that when they're out, you know, everyone's being safe with still wearing masks and, um, and really pivoting um, how we do it. Um, one great thing, too, with Athleta is we've been very fortunate. Um, they were able to donate bags for us, too, that we could use so that everybody would have their own sick sack. So nobody's exchanging any items. Everything's in their own sick sack. They take it home. They bring it back and forth from school to really, you know, help provide um, and follow the COVID guidelines for everyone. Okay. Is there a sorority who this is, this is their philanthropy? Yes. Yes. So, um, we do have, um, one of our um, sororities that are based, we don't have a local chapter here in Charleston. So, um, but Columbia does have a chapter. What is the sorority? Is it Gamify? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. I remember, you know, going through recruitment in college, this yeah. being Gamify's, um, philanthropy. So do you see that a lot of girls, when they, they start the program, do they, do you see that they continue, you know, like throughout all of their years? So like they do the the third through fifth and then they do the older and then they do the older. How does that work? So we do have a lot of girls and even girls in their international is now seeing some of the girls that, you know, were um, in elementary school and then did heart and soul um, continue on and, um, and come on to be junior coaches. Um, so um, we do have a lot of return rates of our recruitment. We see a lot of our girls coming back. You know, I always say I loved girls on the run and it was, a, you know, always an amazing organization, but then my daughter's gone through it three times personally seeing her growth and development and just changing her self-confidence, you know, really made me go like, I got it. But now I really, really, really get it. You know, I mean, just to see her star power shine um, through and, and, you know, there's things that girls are going through in third grade that I don't think I went through until high school. So nowadays, yeah. 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 
Yes. And so um, we're very fortunate. We're actually going through an onboarding right now. One of our new board members that's coming on was actually in college. A um, Her swim team at Georgia was um, one of our, um, they worked with a big volunteer component. And so now we've actually kind of had that come on too. So um, she was at Georgia Tech on the swim team and their main charity and their main focus for a nonprofit was Girls on the Run. And so now she's going to be a part of our board. So it's, oh, you know, I think that yeah. there's so many different ways that, you know, Girls on the Run has touched different individuals throughout their lives. And that's, you know, how um, they get interlinked back in too. Yeah. So what is the youngest age that you get to reach? Um, so we start off at third grade. So that's the youngest age, yeah. Um, and we, um, pre-COVID, um, we were looking at kind of making even a younger program that would start with the second, you know, second grade, because they were seeing that even some girls in second grade are starting to get touched on things that when we first started Girls in the Run and it started in third grade. So they were looking at modifying that program just slightly um, to incorporate, you know, almost like second and third fourth, fifth, and then heart and soul. Um, so, but right now we're, we're going to stay with the traditional girls on the run and the heart and soul. Um, but it's something that is in the works. Oh, so. wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't even remember, but I mean, I remember just the bullying, like definitely the bullying and the drama and the, like that definitely started in third grade or before that probably, but I'm sure it's changed a lot right? Like what are some of the changes that you've seen in the problems that girls are dealing with, with your experience with girls on the run? You know, I mean, I, I, and I'm, I'm going to go back just because I have to, this, these are some statistics that we have from an independent study and they're just so mind blowing that I'm going to have to go back to them. But you know, through, you know, third through eighth grade is such a critical time for girls. And um, through this independent study, um, girls' self-confidence began to drop at age nine. So, I mean, at such a young age. Wow. But, um, you know, 50% of girls ages 10 through 13 experience some type of bullying, either through peer relationships or through central relationships. And then their physical activity declines starting at the age of 10, which continues through adolescence. Um, and so we saw all of those things completely change. I mean, most of our girls had complete changes up until like the 90 percentile within all three of those areas, just after going through one season of girls on the run. Um, you know, and one thing that we really, you know, it is girls on the run and we look to do a 5k at the end, but we never, it's for every girl. So if they feel like they get to the 5k and they're like, I don't know if I can do the complete 5k. It's, you know, K your way, whatever, you know, it's really about just, you know, moving, you know, our, we've, we've seen so many studies of just keeping our body in motion does so much for our mental health and for our physical health. So, you know, there's just so many, um, you know, great things that comes out of not just, you know, the, the social emotional component that we work with throughout the 10 weeks, but also the physical component and the, and the, how that dynamic changes for girls. And Hannah, I would say too, you know, there have been so many studies out there and even um, in my professional career, we, we talk about getting girls to stay in the game, getting them to be active, have a group, um, have that team atmosphere. And some girls just aren't into the team sports. They aren't into, you know, softball or basketball or some of those team sports. And running is a good way that you can still have that individual component, but also have kind of that team and that um, your coach and, and still get that. Um, and the statistics, when you really look it up, is mind-blowing at how fast um, girls actually drop out of sports. Um, and that it really starts the divide between boys and girls um, at a very early age because boys are getting into sports and, they're, and they stay in sports and girls start to drop out. And immediately when that starts to happen, like Paige said, their confidence drops, their, um, their self-esteem drops. So sports and, and activity can do so much. And I think this is a great, um, a, a great alternative to those team sports that maybe not Aren't, aren't the best thing for everybody. Yeah. Say like at nine, their confidence drops. Like at nine, you don't even know what confidence is. You can't even verbalize it. 
And then mm-hmm. saying at 10, your physical activity starts to drop. Like I, I wasn't even on a team at 10 yet. Yeah. Like, so it's just, yeah, I mean, it's mind blowing um, because mm-hmm. you see so many girls that they don't do any physical activity and then they have a negative relationship with physical activity and food. And mm-hmm. I wasn't really that great at team sports either. And so if I didn't have anything that was on my own, you know, I literally went to the YMCA for a couple of years, but like that was only because my brother went with me and I had a friend that went with me and, and giving girls a platform of like the camaraderie is huge of, of like mm-hmm. shifting the mindset of like, we're against each other. We're competing to so know like we're doing this together to be better and not to look a certain way. I mean, it just comes with a lot of, a lot of problems, like a lot of relationship um, problems. Definitely. Absolutely. And you know, Hannah, I think, and Paige, I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about, um, we, we serve a very, um, a large group as well. And, um, girls who we have scholarships, um, and we also, um, have a program, um, that if they need shoes, we can help them, we can help them get shoes as well. So I'd love for Paige to talk a little bit more about that. Yes, um, we're very blessed just through our grants and our um, donations that we receive from our corporate and individual sponsors to be able to offer um, Girls on the Run for everyone. So we never turn a girl away due to financial assistance. Um, We have a tier program. And so any parent can go through, apply for the program, and there are 100% awarded for it. It's, um, so we never, ever turn a girl away just due to their um, financial, um, we have the financial assistant program. Um, we've been very fortunate to be able to serve every single season anywhere between 34 to 48% of our girls on scholarship. So wow. if you think about the number of girls we're serving and how many are going, coming through the program, on scholarship. Um, we're in, um, we've been in 13 different Title I schools in the community base. So we're in, you know, all, all different realms and, and, and each girl, um, you know, receives the exact same um, program, no matter of um, their school and situation. So um, we've been very, very blessed to be able to offer those, you know, scholarships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think about that being an issue um, of, of- girls not even being able to participate. What are some of the topics? So let's start with the, the third grade group. What are, what are some of the topics that you all highlight and you educate these girls on? So we never want them to feel like they have our, their identity cards. This season, it's more of a journal for them. Um, but their identity cards is a um, card that they get to have every single practice. They get to write down an inspiring word or, you know, a quote or something that they're feeling. And so throughout those weeks, um, the identity cards start off as a clean slate with no color, just our Girls on the Run logo. And then they get to color in and add those words to help inspire them throughout. Then on the back side, one of the amazing things is too, is they get to write down and kind of set their own goals. It's not about, um, we're very against um, mastery client. You know, we want our girls to feel that, you know, they can um, really accomplish, you know, everything. And so they get to either write down, you know, they're going to do three laps today and that's their goal. So if they do four laps, that's amazing. You know, um, there's all different lessons. Um, We all, uh, even in coaches training, we get to pick our, our, our um, inspiring, you know, name that goes along and the girls get to do that too. So, um, and it really, um, for the third through fifth grade girls, you know, it's really about just lifting each other up and, you know, really um, focusing on being there for one another. Um, there's one lesson that talks about like, okay, this is a scenario. And if you see this happening, how would you react? You know, if someone's being bullied and they're your friend, like, how would you handle that? So it also lets them give their own inputs, you know, so that they can kind of, you know, come together as a group and go through these scenarios um, so that they can really also, you know, teach other girls through how they would interact. The coaches are there in case somebody says something that's, you know, (laughs) but, you know, um, so, but it really does help to put, you know, it's about, you know, with the, with the, with the running components about them starting to learn about how making their own goals in life and really setting those goals and trying to achieve them. Even if it's 10 miles, if it's three miles, if they don't make it, it's okay. You know, um, you're just, it's really learning about, you know, setting those goals for, for one another with that component. And then 
a lot of the scenarios are based, um, you know, on different components that those girls are facing. One thing I love, and this is one of my favorite lesson plans, is um, the girls go through their different scenarios. And then when they're out on the track, um, if they're passing someone or if they come up with someone as they're doing their run component, they have to tell them something that they like about them. And then the other girl has to say something back that they like about them. So it might be two girls that might never have really ever talked, you know, in third or fourth or fifth grade. But now they're having this one on one together that connects them in a way that they might have never ever had, you know, um, it just, you know, being in school together. Yeah. What is the outreach like? Like, how do you get new participants? So um, we work with our different schools um, and we work with a lot of different um, community, um, you know, outreach communities. So um, like last week, I was on a Zoom call with um, the MUSC Boeing um, Project Grant for Wellness, um, talking to all of their different um, wellness leaders in the area. So um, we work with all of our different school districts. Um, so we have seven now, so we're working with them. And then we also um, work with individuals that parents that just say, oh my gosh, I've heard about Girls on the Run and I want my daughter to go through this. How can I, you know, get this started at her school? Um, we have, you know, coaches that come to us that have coached in different areas or, you know, similar to how Selena said, how she learned about the program and that's how they get involved and we get into those different community areas. Um, okay. One thing that we are looking for the spring too is starting some more community-based um, programs so that they're not necessarily just in the school. So for instance, let's say if we offered a program in Somerville, it might be able to serve three different schools at one community, um, either a church or a community outreach center. And so those are some other ways that um, we look to get involved in the community and how moving forward we plan to um, continue to be involved. Because there's so many schools here. You know, there's a new one every year. There's, there's so many. And we do have some schools that only do like a spring season or some schools that do a fall season or say, okay, like the coaches are like, you know, especially now with COVID, they needed, a lot of our coaches needed a break because they're doing, you know, their parents, their teachers, their coaches, you know, they, they're doing so much. So we did have um, some individuals that needed to take a break from that. But, um, you know, all in all, we really work a lot with our school systems. I was going to ask, you know, how often you got parents that saw something in their daughter and they were concerned and like they reached out to you um, versus the girl hearing about it and, and wanting to join. Do you see both of those occurring? Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, we talk to a lot of parents that when they learn about our program, they're like, how can my daughter get involved? Um, I had a mom that called me from Atlanta and had girls on the run in Atlanta. And her daughter lived here with her ex-husband and was just like, I've got to, I, I can't, I can't coach because I'm not there. Yeah. But what can I do to get my daughter involved? And her daughter went through our program last fall. And so it's stories like that, that like really make what we do like so life changing, you know, I mean, because she saw that her daughter needed it and her, you know, niece was going through it in Atlanta and was like, I've got to get my daughter involved in this. And she had a wonderful um you know, successful, um, you know, 5k, her mom came down and ran with her and she, her mom even contacted me afterwards and was like, Oh my gosh, you know, I knew that this was going to help change her life right now with everything she's going through, but the growth and, you know, development and just the friends that she got to meet when she really needed them, you know, I mean that, that these, these are the stories that, um, that keep me going. So, yeah, it's, I'm so glad that like we're at the point where we're talking about these things now because like this really does start young. It starts building that foundation and like all about the prevention and the education when they're young and you don't really learn. I didn't learn a lot about these things in school. You know, it was kind of just shoved under the rug and then you get to be 25 and 30 and you still have these issues and it, it's a lot easier if you start, you know, I always say start them young. Like start them working out young and feeling good about themselves and having these healthy relationships and just, you know, with any kind of male or female, like any kind of physical activity, um, nutrition, anything like that. It's obvious that you guys are very passionate about it and that's, that's what matters, right? Like otherwise, mm -hmm. yeah. 
do you, what experiences like led you to girls on the run? Why, why did you want to be a part of this organization? Um, so I definitely, I was in college sports, um, and I was in sports all throughout, um, high school. And for me, um, I was a golfer. So it was, it's one of those individual, really? yes, I, I golfed in college. So okay. it's one of those individual, but yet team sports. And, um, you know, I think that that team aspect for me and learning how to navigate, um, those relationships, just made such a difference in my life and such a difference in my career path and, and, um, the, and, and how I just interact, um, with people on a day-to-day basis. Um, and so I, and I wish I would have had that. I grew up in a tiny, tiny town. Um, everybody knew everybody. It was 2,500 people in the entire town. So I only had 60 people in my high school class. So going from there to a, um, a college um, playing on a sport um, in college was a big shock to me. And I wished I would have had some of those skills. And I think that that's where, um, you know, I learned them on my own, but it would have been amazing to have a girls on the run um, to be able to do that. And I think that just, I mean, it's our job to be able to pay it forward for this younger generation. Um, you know, they are dealing with so much more than what we ever dealt with at a younger age. And so I think that, um, that that's really what attracted me and we could, knowing that we can make a difference, not only in their life now, but when they're an adult someday. What about you, Paige? Um, so I, um, grew up uh, similar, kind of like how you were talking about, I grew up, um, you know, working out at a Y, you know, um, I was, um, I did track and field in middle school, but then in high school, um, decided not to do it. Um, and then in college I started teaching group exercise. And so I'd fallen in love with teaching group exercise and, um, in, um, you know, with taking group exercise in high school and really got involved with running through team and training through leukemia and lymphoma society. And that completely changed my life. It gave me some of the most amazing friends. Um, just the philanthropy part of it. I lost a friend in high school to, um, leukemia. So to be able to give back to that organization. And then, um, you know, right about that same time, because I'm 45. So if you take do the math about that same time, Girls on the Run was coming along in Charlotte, and that's where I'm from. And so um, I was able to see, you know, it emerge. And, you know, the very I was at one of the very first grassroots races where everybody's running around this little circle. And I was like, gosh, you know, I always wanted to play sports um, growing up and nothing gets my mom, but you know, I tap jazz and ballet and that was not my thing. Um, so, you know, for me, I think if I would have had the outlet, you know, to be able um, to run or play soccer or, or, or swim, you know, um, it would have given me, um, you know, I would have loved it. And um, it might've given me some help working through some of the things that that running helped me work through when I was in my early twenties. And, and just, um, you know, when you really look at, um, you know, Molly started this program, you know, with 13 girls and now to serve over a million, but um, it's just one of those things that I just felt like the moment I got involved, I was like, how can I never not be involved? You know, it's just, it's one of those things for life. Um, so I, I've just been very fortunate to be able to continue on, but I'm definitely one of those girls that, gosh, I wish I had girls on the run when I was little, just through a lot of things that I had to go through as a, a young child. Um, I wish, you know, that, that it was there for me too, but I feel blessed that now I can help get it there for other little girls. So. And Hannah, you need to come out when we do our next in-person 5K because the finish line, there is like, you can't help but cry at some of the, the celebrations and the stories that you hear. I'm going to cry thinking about it. Like it is absolutely amazing. Um, what a, uh, as this program can do for them. And even the parents, you know, even the parents and each child, um, each runner has a running buddy. And so sometimes they know that running buddy and sometimes they don't know that running buddy. But even if you're a running buddy and you don't have a connection to anybody in the, um, in the, um, organization at this point, it's, it's, um, like you talk to them 
the entire 5k you're talking and you're encouraging and you're getting to know that girl and it's just such an emotional um amazing thing to cross that finish line with them I feel like I need a running buddy now (laughs) I feel like you probably see a lot of parents that also make these lifestyle changes too because their girl started or because they're seeing it in their kids. So it's like the impact is, is so much bigger than what you actually get to see on paper. It's just yeah. like start small. It's a domino effect. Oh yeah. I mean, another one of my stories that, you know, um, I had a mom that came up to me and was so nervous that she wasn't going to be able to do the 5k with her daughter. I mean, she was just like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I'm so nervous. And I'm like, don't worry. It's all okay. Like, you know, just really talking her through it and letting her know, like, you know, if you feel like you can't do it, you come find me Saturday morning. We can put her with a running buddy. You can still be out there. You know, it's all going to be okay. The next year, complete one year, she comes up to me and at packet pickup and is like, I just want you to know, I just finished a 10 K. Yes. So I was like, so ecstatic. And she was just gleaming. She was like, I just signed up for a half marathon. So you know, here's someone a year before that didn't even think that they could, you know, do the event with their daughter and was so nervous, but then it went on to give her a healthy lifestyle change, you know, to continue on and to accomplish some goals too. So yeah, what a great gateway drug, right? <laughs> it's also like a great platform to strengthen like the mom and daughter relationship that that's based on something that they can do together forever. And Paige, mm-hmm. I think you made a great point earlier because, you know, it used to be when you're growing up, physical activity is a sport. It's, it's all about competition and it's team sport and it's practice. And then, you know, most of us don't go and play college national, you know, professional sports. And so then it's over and then it's like, well, now what? What is it about now? Because you never just had like physical activity just for physical activity, like no one ever taught me that you could just run like just because you wanted to run or you could lift just because you wanted to lift. It was always for specific sport and competition. Um, and to have that now is a huge difference um, and to start that early so that, you know, you can start running and just doing something that you enjoy because I'm this, I was the same way. I tried ballet. I tried jazz, tennis, basketball, like literally every sport. And it was just not my jam. And then I got into, you know, fitness and where I am today because I started running because it's low barrier to entry. You can do it on your own. You can do it with friends. It's relaxing. Um, it's a great, I'll say it again, like gateway drug. So why, why running? Why did you choose running? So um, Molly Barker, that um, when she first started the program, was a huge marathoner and also um, was a triathlete and had really seen how running had made a difference in her life. Um, So when she started the program, um, she was kind of in a really like lower level in her and, you know, you know, she had some self-confidence and some, you know, she was going through a lot in her life. Um, If you read her book, it's an amazing book. And as she's going through all of those, she was like, gosh, she, you know, she kind of saw how this stemmed from other things in her life. And she was like, how can I change this? And how can I, you know, running is the one thing that like makes me feel good. And how can I take, you know, running and then also, you know, all of the things that we need to work on with like confidence and carrying and, you know, character and just connecting with one another. And, you know, so she pulled, you know, this whole program together where she was like, I don't want the girls just to learn how to be runners and how, you know, running makes me feel great, but what has it done to help me during this hard time in my life? And so that's how she really developed the program. And then we've been so fortunate because, um, through girls on the run international and all of the different, I mean, we are so, so lucky with all of the different programming. Now we have multiple different curriculums, you know, we have multiple versions of our curriculum. So if one girl comes through, they might go through curriculum one, but then they might go through a completely different curriculum three at a different time. So, you know, that's kind of where the running component of Girls on the Run started is because she really saw how that made a difference in her life and how it gave her all of these, you know, you know, great character traits and, and, and really improved her self-esteem and And so she will, you know, that's how she developed the program. 
Okay. So running is like the platform, like the medium in which you get to have such a big impact on these girls' lives. What do you feel like is the main thing nowadays that you feel like these girls are going through? I know that's probably pretty broad, but like the biggest problem that you see regularly. I mean, the one thing that I think is, you know, really hard and, and that has been um, impactful for me with COVID is this is the time where our girls probably need us the most. You know, they spend a lot of time by themselves, you know, um, maybe too much on social media and, you know, um, such, you know, I think that the impact that we have through COVID, you know, this is where I feel like, we, you know, it's so great that we have programs like this to be able to serve the girls, not only this season, but moving forward. Cause this is not the end. I mean, we're going to see, you know, we're going to see all of us being stuck at home too long, you know, like we're going to see the repercussions moving forward. But, um, you know, so I do think though that, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, I mean, I, I don't think I can pinpoint it. I really don't. I wish I could. I wish there was one magical thing, but I do feel like, you know, it's a lot of the bullying that girls have to face, um, wearing the right shoes, wearing the right clothes, you know, all of those things that, you know, they think about, oh, I'm not a part of the popular crowd. Well, you don't have to be, you have to be you, you know, and you have to, you know, feel good in your own skin. And I think if we can really, you know, help to change that in girls, at a younger age, by the time that they're in high school and as they grow up, you know, those things that might have bothered them, you know, they're like, no, I got this because, you know, they feel good in their, in their own skin. So I do wish there was one thing I could say that we really see, but I think we see so much of different things in our own girls. I mean, we had one girl that was, you know, wanting to be a part of the program so so much that she called our past council director and said, can I bring you my piggy bank? Cause I want to be a part of this program. And I see my friends go through it and how much they really love it. And um, her mother didn't speak English. So that's the why she was the one that called. And we were like, honey, no, you keep your little piggy bank. You know, oh, we've you. got everything you need. We've got shoes, we've got clothing, we've got it all, you know, and, she was a part of the program and loved it. I mean, her coaches were like, she was like the leader. She was like, you know, I mean, so it was just so amazing. To, I mean, those are the kind of things that we see that you're like, oh my gosh, we've got some amazing, powerful little girls in this area that are going to grow up to be some amazing, powerful women. So, um, you know, that's what we're all about. But. Heck yes. How old was that little girl? Do you know? She was in fourth grade. Oh my God. Right. And so she called. Yeah, she called. She found the number. She called from the flyer because we did have some flyers that were going out at different schools and all of our friends had gone third, through it in the third grade. And then, you know, she really, it was fall of the fourth grade and she was like, I'm not missing this boat. I'm, I'm, I want to be a part of it, you know? So, yeah. um, well, it's almost like you are trying, you're becoming the popular thing to do but now the popular thing is the healthy thing to do. And so it's like, if you can get girls being like, well, I want to be a part of that. Like, and then they can be a part of that too. And then it helps them like learn all of these great things. Obviously if this girl was in fourth grade and she had the guts to call, like, of course she's going to be a leader, you know, like, so that's, that's an awesome story. Definitely. What is the, so I'm assuming the 5k, but other than the 5k, like what is the most fun part about your specific roles in girls on the run? Ooh, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, I think, you know, part of, I, I have two different sides. The, the 5k, I just love, like it, there's just no better energy than at the 5k. Um, but I also enjoy, um, telling people about girls on the run, um, and educating people 
um, about what it, what it is. Um, since I'm, you know, at Athleta, I see lots of people a day. And so, um, you know, when I talk to people or I see people with girls on the run or, um, you know, we did a, a gift wrapping thing last year and, and Paige and Reagan came in, um, during the holiday and wrapped gifts for donations. Um, it was one of our fundraisers and they got to tell people who didn't know about girls on the run, all about girls on the run. And it's just, I think it's such a, we have such a powerful mission that when you tell people, they just want to be involved. They just want to um, jump on board and do whatever they can um, because they see the impact that it can have forward. So I really enjoy um, educating people on our organization. Love it. That one is really hard because I think I, I have to admit, I love every part of it. Um, I'm definitely a people person. I'm a hugger. And, um, and so this has been a little hard for me, you know, during this time, but, you know, I think just to see the growth in our girls and, you know, just and to hear the stories, you know, I'm only giving y'all a handful of stories, but the stories that like our coaches give us, um, of what they see from their girls and especially sometimes our teachers because they see they see the girls all the time we had a PE teacher that you know um, saw one girl you know um, for the past three years and then she was in the fifth grade and did it and the the note that her um, teacher gave her at the 5k was I mean that the student gave the teacher at the 5k was just one of those like oh my gosh like moments um, I'll have to I'll have to send it to you Hannah yeah um, you know so but I, I have to say I'm similar to Selena. I mean, being at the 5K and seeing all of this powerful girl energy, I mean, they are all cheering for each other. And so many of them go back out on the course oh, and yeah. cheer for each other. Um, we also did, even with our virtual 5K, we did a video. So all of the parents could take videos of the girls and send it in last season. And so that was really neat because then we got to share. So even though the girls weren't together, they got to see their friend, you know, um, doing the 5k or they got to see pictures from the 5k. But, um, I, you know, there's so many wonderful things that girls on the run and, you know, the heart and soul program does for so many different girls. I think it is one, one of the hard things to put a pinpoint on, but Paige, um, you know, one of the really impactful things that we can do that we do that I'd love for you to talk about is the I am poem. Okay. So, um, <laughs> Good segue. I know. I love it. So thank you. But um, the I Am poem is something that we do with our girls, but we also do with our coaches to really show like, you know, you might see someone on the outside, but once you do the I Am poem, you can see some of their inside. And I mean, even, you know, um, I've done the I Am poem with individuals that I've, you know, coached with or been on the board with for years. And you're like, Oh, I never knew that about them. And so it gets us to kind of look outside of ourselves. And, you know, there might be that girl that you're coaching that you can relate to because her I am poem might have something in it that is completely like your I am poem. And so the I am poem takes us into a walk through, um, you know, everything from, you know, what do you think about, you know, what's one thing you think about your home as a child or, you know, as we do with our coaches and then for our girls, it's like, what's one thing, you know, that you love at your home. So it's, it, we relate the two back together. So the, the coaches and the girls both get to do the I am poems. And so, um, it really opens our eyes that, you know, um, we're all, there's all certain things that we're all very similar to one another. So, yeah. And I think, so earlier you both mentioned, you know, just like loving being able to tell people about what you all do and having people like everyone wants to be involved. And I think that's the case because it's, it's so relatable. It's something that everybody goes through and everybody sees, especially like if you have daughters too. And it's, it's like, oh, wow. Like, why didn't I think of that? Like, what a great idea. This is so necessary. This is so needed. You mentioned the Heart and Soul program. What exactly is that program? So it's very, both programs are very similar. It's just that Heart and Soul is more geared towards um, the girls that are, what they're facing and that as they, you know, become through and they're in middle school. So okay. 
you know, um, you know, there's things that are, I mean, coming into middle school, a lot's changing, you know, I mean, emotionally and physically. And so, um, it, you know, it addresses more of those particular items and kind of changes it, um, where our girls have, um, you know, their, um, their one sheet that they can color and write their names on our girls, um, with heart and soul have their wheel. Um, with just looking at the um, self-confidence and um, characters, ca different characteristics. So. Okay. Middle school, I don't know about y'all, middle school was rough for me. Oof. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, that was like the worst two years of my schooling. I mean, girls are brutal. Like you said, you're going through a ton of changes. Boys are weird. Like, it's just <laughs> a very vulnerable time. Um, so this would have been, yeah, it would have been an awesome thing to have. So I'm glad that a lot of girls have that now. So how do our listeners, how do they come, become involved either getting their girls to be participants or signing up to be a coach? What is that process like? So um, you can visit our website. It's Girls on the Run Charleston, or you can look at Girls on the Run Coastal South Carolina. Both filter back into the same place. If they'd like to partake in the virtual 5K, um, the virtual 5K um, also is um, K your way. So you can do an activity card. But just if you want to get involved and just kind of see um, the 5K in action. And then if you um, don't already have that program at your school, we can um, work, Reagan can work with you on bringing that program to your school, working with your principal. Um, we work a lot with um, our um, guidance counselors. And then we um, have site liaisons for each school to help with. And like I said, um, in spring, we'll also have some community sites. So if we don't have it at your school, you might be able to join their community site. We will also offer a virtual. So if your child is um, an at-home learner or still sticking with the virtual platform, we will have that virtual um, platform too. So you can see, even though we're not all together today, we can still have a lot of fun and, um, and get to link up together through Zoom. And that's the same platform we use for our programming. Cool. And so, so what are the things on the schedule? So like for the next year, what does the next year look like for Girls on the Run? So um, with our schedule for the fall, we have the um, virtual 5K or K Your Way, and that's going to be November the 21st to the 28th. So um, just we did it that way because we know that a lot of our schools are out. So you can choose at any time during that time to do your 5K um, or your identity card, I mean, or your physical activity card and so forth. And then um, we'll start off our spring season looking at March the 1st. Um, and so that's where we start off our spring season. And then our spring 5K, hopefully we'll be all together again, but we, will be, not, we can be virtually together. Um, it will be on Mar um, May 8th for okay. spring. Yes. Right. Exciting. Well, this has been awesome. I'm really inspired. I feel like I definitely want to keep the conversation going about getting involved. Otherwise, thank you ladies so much um, for talking about your passion I'm excited to get this out there. Thank you so much for having us. Thank yeah. you. Of course. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head on over to Instagram. Find us at Healthy Charleston. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you ever have any topics you want us to talk about or guests you want to bring on, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, thanks again.